from Coimbra to Colombia, from Morocco to Miami. We tell the stories of the people who make the world of international law and business turn. We give glimpses into their lives and provide insights from their experience. These accounts come from every sector and every industry around the globe. Simply put, without further ado, I am Chris Campbell, and you're listening to Tales of the Tribunal, where practice meets personality. Hello and welcome back to Tales of the Tribunal with Chris Campbell. Listeners, what is up? How y'all doing? I hope all of you are making it out there in this summer heat. It has been a scorcher here in Europe, and as much as I love the summer, hey, the sun can take it down a notch or two. You know what else is turning up? The podcast downloads. We are from the mid-18,000s to almost 1,000 in just a couple of weeks. We're just a few hundred away from that 20,000 download mark. So keep them coming. Really appreciate all of your support. And hey, this is all kinds of exciting. So that same humble request that I start each episode with is please continue to like and share the show with friends and colleagues. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. As you can see, it really does help others find the show. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. This week, we're talking with two friends of the show. I've been on their show. I've referred to them on this show before, and I am so excited for all the cool things they have going on. I'm talking about, of course, Reem El Alfi and Giada Mule over at the Arb Talk. They have their own podcast on arbitration and a unique style and voice from their perspectives as students and young practitioners in the field. They also have been growing rapidly, and I'm so excited to see where they take the show next. And, well, they give us a little sneak peek of that in today's episode. So, sit back, turn on your microphone, and enjoy my conversation with Reem and Giada of The Arb Talk, and we'll see you after the show. Hello and welcome back to Tales of the Tribunal with Chris Campbell. I'm your host, Chris Campbell, here to tell you another tale, another story from around the wide, wide world of international law, business, and dispute resolution. With me today, I have a little bit of a throwback to friends of the show, folks that we spoke with a while ago and that I appeared on one of their platforms some time ago. I'm talking, of course, of Reem and Giada. Now, they used to have a show called, I think it was the Viz Talk, but now it's become the Arb Talk. And they are in between seasons right now, getting ready for their third season already. Reem and Giada, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Hi, good to be here. Of course, of course. And that's on me. I should have directed that one way or another. Well, look, um, we know each other, but the folks at home don't. So I'm going to start by asking you, Reem, and then you, Giada, the questions that everybody wants to know. Who are you? Where are you from? What do the people need to know? Hi, everyone. My name is Reem Elaoufi. I am from Marseille in the south of France. And I am the co-founder of the App Talk with Jada Moulet, my partner in crime. Ooh, partner in crime. And how about you, Jia? Yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm Jada Moulet. I'm a fourth year law student from the University of Pavia, which is a lovely city near Milan, in the north of Italy. And yeah, I'm partner in crime and co-founder of the Art Talk with Rim, which actually I met during the Vismuth season last year. So an amazing journey, starting a new, even better, amazing journey together. Very well. And I think that that's a perfect sort of uh, kickoff opening statement for both of you. So look, both of you are, are, are students. So that, that maybe is um, folks that are still getting their education, folks that are getting ready to jump into the bar and practicing law. Um, Giada, this time starting with you, how did you get exposed to the world of international arbitration? Um, well, at the moment, as I said, I'm at the fourth year of law, of law school. So basically I have another year of law school and then I will try the bar. But of course my plan is international arbitration. And these are the months and weeks in which I have to decide about my future. And what I want to do uh, to jump into international arbitration. So basically, yeah, uh, I can say that the Vismuth really helps me to understand that international arbitration was for me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, But since there, I have to admit that my really source of inspiration to 
get in touch with the arbitration international community was Yaltok, of course. Sure. And just a light follow-up question. What about international arbitration in specific was attractive to you or do you think that made, made it the field of choice for you? Well, uh, it was something different, totally different from what I was studying on books and what I was taught of, uh, in, at university. And um, it was something new for me because in Italy, of course, we have a little culture related to arbitration but it's not that strong as in other countries and it really fascinated me immediately since i started to to read the more case from the vismut and when i concretely worked on um the problem so specifically for the writing phase i felt a lot <laughs> with the system with the rules uh yeah and yeah that, that's it and i think i was that lucky to met during the oral phase that brilliant uh prof professional and terrific professional at mid-level or senior level that really inspired me to to follow my dreams and to pursue the international arbitration in my future sure no that makes sense um and well look turning to you then reem um how about you yourself i mean did you come to school and just immediately know, ah, I want to be an international arbitration practitioner. Was that how it was? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I knew from the first year of law school that I wanted to work into this field uh, because I was in a prep school for uh, a big fancy school in France, uh, which is uh, l'école normale supérieure. And one, so we study both law and economics. But also, uh, we have English lessons and low, um, low in other uh, areas of the world and common law. And one teacher was professor was screaming at us because we weren't we weren't curious enough, uh, and she told us that it's a shame that we think that we will only be either litigators or judges and we don't know anything about mediation and arbitration so i googled international arbitration when i got home and i was like okay this is what i'm gonna do this was so interesting to see the parties have such a power to decide the proceedings and the the fact that when we draft a contract the dispute resolution closes even though it's at in the end it's very important to draft it correctly. Sure, and I, I think it sounds like from what you said that that's what you're really drawn into or interested in in the field is the party autonomy aspect, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, very cool, no, that, that that's very interesting. Um, and so you both did the VIS, and we'll stay with you, Reem, for just a moment. Um, and so how have you stayed involved in the field since then? Um, what, what are some of the activities that have kept you busy in international arbitration or adjacent to it? Well, after the VIS, we, Jan and I wanted to continue to have this advice from practitioners. So we created the VIS talk, but then it grew so fast. It grew so fast that we wanted to have uh, a platform where we can share knowledge and receive knowledge but not only related to the VIS. So we grew and became the App Talk. And this is how we get involved in the international community, uh, international arbitration community. Sure. Well, look, and maybe that's a great segue into it. Um, so, so Gianna Reem has just kind of given us the, the appetizer there. But I mean, yeah, tell me all about it. I mean, you know, podcasting, having an audio show, is 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 a unique thing and especially one on arbitration tell me the origin story i mean how did it happen walk take me there exactly what what, what were the steps that led to you guys having this show um thank you for your question chris um it's well uh it's really a pleasure to remember these things because um at the very beginning it was just Rim and i so uh we started with this live event you were a guest i remember uh they were totally free and open to everybody and we just wanted to talk about international arbitration to have like a space where women and i could talk with people and learn from people that was the main point when it became the app talk 
we really felt that we could do something more, especially for that students and young practitioners all over the world that maybe don't have that possibilities or time to go deep into international arbitration. So really naturally came across our mind that podcasting was the way because, you know, um, a podcast helps you to be there without being there in life, I mean, uh, but it helps you to create your knowledge, to build your knowledge, shaping your knowledge as you like, because, uh, you know, the listener can choose what he or he wants to listen. So um, we continue with these interviews. Uh, we reach another level because uh, many more practitioners, really qualified practitioners, came to us or we came to them. And then we... Well, the the really last episodes we we re, we have recorded are are just talking about international arbitration, but in a really technical way, um, and we are really proud of that because um, we are doing what we like, but we really think is like contents of high quality, so people can really learn from what they are listening. They can have fun, but they can still be involved in to international arbitration at any level. You can be a student, you can be a young practitioner, you can be an associate, whatever. You can hear and learn every time. Sure, and I guess maybe that's a, and this is for either one of you that wants to take it. How do you imagine the art talk? I mean, what, what, what is the, the goal? What do, you want people, what do you want your listeners to walk away with when they're done listening to an episode? Is it like you want them to walk away with a specific knowledge of something of arbitration or you want them to know about your guests or, or what's the way you frame it? I think that we have many goals, but the main idea is that if people have fun by learning at the same time, we succeeded and we reached our goal. I mean, the whole, I'm French. So for me, education is very important and I believe in free education. And one of our program is pro bono lectures program, and we are so proud of it. And if a student of our lecture pro bono program or one of people, a person from the audience of our podcast is happy with our work and said, oh, when I, I listen to the AppTalk programs, I learned something whether it is um, advice from practitioners on how to build your career or, you know, some uh, low uh, theoretical knowledge, then it's mission accomplished for us. Interesting. Now, I got to say, I didn't know about this pro bono lecture program. Tell me about that. Um, Jada, do you want to go or shall I continue? Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> Well, the base is the same. Uh, both Rim and I uh, had and have uh, a strong concept related to free education, uh, an education that should be free, that should be careless uh, well, of gender or whatever. People should learn and be educated. So um, last summer, we both came with the same idea, actually. Uh, to do something more for our audience uh, and specifically for that part of audience related to students and young practitioners. And we create like, um, well, it was a pilot class. Uh, so we, we, we tried for the first time. We contact six brilliant, amazing, terrific professionals and academics from all over the world. I can mention Professor Gary Bourne, Professor Ingeborg Schwenzer, Camille Dugal, Professor Berman. We have a, a lot of, yeah, Chernobyl Tag. Uh, so you started right at the Rosenfeld. top. You said, hey, look, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. us down here. No, 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 we're going straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you catch a really good point uh, in the sense that we said, or that or nothing. So we will contact these people to give the best high quality for our students. And hopefully everybody said, yes, we love it because we were all on the same page with this concept of an education free and uh, without any kind of borders. 
um, we organized these lessons. We uh, asked people to send applications uh, and we just read in what inspires them to, you know, go deep into international arbitration, uh, create this class that in my opinion, and I think I'm speaking with Rim too, because we decided together uh, the, this, this part. Uh, it was beautiful. We had people from all over the world. We have people from Baghdad, from France, from Nigeria, from Kazakhstan, um, Italy. <laughs> well, and, uh, so many people India, all over the world. Ukraine. Um, we had people uh, of all genders. Well, it, it was amazing also because immediately the students create between them like a, a class. It was a virtual class, all virtual, but it was a class. And it was amazing how they learned every time, how they were there to learn, to ask questions to the professors. Uh, they took notes, everything like as it was at university. And yeah. Well, it was a source of inspiration also for us uh, because we understood the, m the main thing that, uh, you know, um, someone can have to study, to go deep into their passion and how they do it. So taking notes, being there, always asking for materials. It was beautiful. And of course, there will be um, a second part of, of this amazing project because we want to go deep into this part of um, a free education and border speed. Sure, no, and it sounds amazing. Let me ask this question: Where can people find these? Um, is you guys have a website? Is it on your LinkedIn page? Where can people find it? So you can find all of our information on our LinkedIn page, but we are launching a website. Very well. And so um, in particular for the, the, the pro bono course, the six courses you guys did, where can those be found? Are they, were they recorded? Oh, they are not recorded because the professors want to have a free space where they, they can just speak freely and not worried about uh, the recording. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. As you guys were talking, I was trying to, to find it. Um, no, but that's amazing. So, so will you guys do this on a regular basis or or it's what's the philosophy month. for going forward? Yeah, we have a class once a month. Okay, ah, uh, okay, got it. So when yeah, is the next one? Uh, well, it's pretty challenging in the sense that it's a commitment. So you, well, um, once a month, I, we know that uh, it's a commitment, but the answer we received from the class it was amazing so yeah <laughs> it was good in, in the sense and as for your question chris um yeah i think that in september october we will start again of course because now we have end the this part the, the pilot project so now we are ready to build the well the foundations for a, a permanent project that's the the goal we have in mind well look um that is really cool. I didn't even know about it. So I'm glad I'll be making sure to cover that in the, the TOT LinkedIn feed um, as well. Um, let me ask you this question. And I think everything that the answer that two of you have given so far, I think sort of lead to it. What sort of unique perspective, if you think there is one, do you think that you have as a current or recent student how do you think that that's unique from what more senior or further along professionals might have in the world of arbitration? Actually, Jada and I, used, we still listen to podcasts, but we didn't find advice specifically for students or young practitioners how to begin their your career. Uh, which master should you, uh, or LLM should you choose? Um, internships how to build your career from nothing when you don't know anybody when you don't have any su supervisors and that's the kind of advice we wanted and so this is why we created the vstalk then the app talk is to have a space when people can just randomly ask questions to practitioners because when we when we are having hosting our live podcast, we always make sure that our audience get 15 to 20 minutes 
to ask their questions to our guests. Sure, no, that's very important. Um, Giada, anything you would add to that? Oh yeah, regarding the question, uh, that part of the show, uh, it was designed at first concretely to give people the possibility to ask question in first person. That it was something that, you know, uh, wasn't that common in webinars. Generally questions are written in the chat. Um, we started asking people to raise their voices because we wanted to hear their voice to give them the opportunity to maybe uh, create a contact with a practitioner uh, and receive an answer to a specific question. Then of course, things um, changed a little bit because we started to podcasting and it they are not all in live, but we always ask people to send us their question and we try to be a vehicle for them to ask the question and receive a specific answer to that question. Because as Rin said, sometimes, uh, especially when you are young, you feel lost, you can feel lost. And the main answer is that you are just young and it's okay to be lost. And sometimes you, you need uh, advice. It really can help to build you as a person, as a future professional. So that's the aim. Yeah, and if I can share a story with you, uh, one really? day we were, we were having uh, Dana, Mrs. Dana McGrath at the Art Talk, and oh, one person from the audience asked a very personal question. She said that um, she's launching, she was launching her career. Uh, she has, she was uh, 30 years old at the time, and she wanted to have kids and she didn't know which choice to make getting the her dream job or uh well starting to get ready to get pregnant yeah. and it was very touching that to see that people feel comfortable enough to ask this kind of questions and this is the kind of questions that people ask themselves and challenging challenges that we all face and it's good to have a space when you can just ask the question and have an answer yeah no um, and i know that's a great story um and and i think it goes again to the, something that both of you have talked about um talking about the things that no one talks about practice mm -hmm. and I, i'll let you guys in on a little secret um maybe it's becoming more and more apparent to you sometimes even people in the middle of their career and senior people are totally lost too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, comforting to hear that. It's not just us. <laughs> right, but, and, and you know, and if I look, I, I, I'm the one asking uh, y'all questions, but I, what I would say, I guess, is maybe a little bit more perspective there is I think the things that help people sort of stay grounded and find their way through being lost or, or, or seasons of uncertainty is include about what they want for their life, right? That life cannot be all about arbitration or all about your legal work um that you know like the woman that you mentioned that wants to start having kids um that's important too family is important your life goals your dreams there are things outside of work that matter and even when when you start defining your work goals you know you have to be realistic about how much time you want to spend doing that and how you want to be able to get to know your friends or your partners and maybe you want to go on a trip i mean you know you have to be a little bit of balance somewhere yeah, yeah, actually, you touch a really good point in the sense that just to speak about our amazing team. Uh, we are all art workers. We study at night when we have to, we work at night when we have to. But the major thing that we, we share all is uh, particular care to mental health. It's something that Reem and I uh, wanted to be clear for the very first time the guys started to build this amazing journey together so we basically mm, followed the flow we have deadlines of course when we have deadlines um, we have to release content uh, because it's a platform so we have to but we especially as co-founders of an initiative we are always there to listen our teammates uh, if they have any troubles whatever they are encountering in their life we wanted to be sure that the app talk is something that um, can give them a source of enrichment 
and not a burden that they have to carry with their life uh, at university or at work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we totally believe in what you said, Chris. It's super important. Sometimes it's difficult because uh, responsibilities uh, are part of the adult life, of course. Uh, but it, it's possible to live in a balanced way. Uh, you have just to try to find the right people around you. That's the point. But yeah, you can do it. No, that's that's absolutely right. And um, and I, I don't think she'd mind mentioning uh, me mentioning it here. And I'll give a shout out to her as well. Um, Amanda Lee has launched um, another you know fantastic program, Mandy, um, called Our Balance, where that's exactly what they talk about. That's exactly the whole purpose of that initiative is for people to be mindful and to be conscious of their mental health because it's very easy for people that work in arbitration because they tend to be high achieving, competitive, accomplished to get involved with so many different things (laughs) and that you just, you forget to sleep and you forget to eat and to work out and hang out with your friends and family. And it's very easy to do that. And that's probably, if I'm giving any advice on this, conversation today. That's the biggest thing I would say is uh, for the the younger practitioners out there that are listening. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so, so that's good that you guys are being thoughtful about that and, um, and what you're doing with at the, at the ARC talk. Um, Maybe this is a little bit more of a, of a a different question from the perspective one. Um, Let's say you had a magic wand and you could wave it and change one thing about arbitration. Uh, What, what would you change Reen? Oh, um, I mean, I would change the unequal representation of all the people in the community. Mm. Uh, but instead of having a magic wand, I rely on real initiative and we support this initiative and we try at our level to reach equal representation and and end the discrimination. For instance, our students come from everywhere in the world and our teammates are very different. We have uh, diversity in so many levels, uh, cultural, nationality, uh, religious belief. Um, So yeah, for us, I mean, I, I speak on my behalf, but I, I speak on Jada's behalf. We think that that is the most uh, struggle that we have in our community. Sure. No, I think that um, that that's a great answer, and that's a, a great way to think about it. And and again, we're giving shout outs left and right. A shout out to Real and uh, all the great people that are involved there. Um, you know, that, that's a big initiative that we also support here at TOT. Giada, how about you? If you had a magic wand, what would you wave and change about the arbitration community? Ah, uh, uh, well. Starting from the point that I really love the international arbitration community. So uh, I found it as a safe place sometimes. Still, there are things that we should work on. And the things are the same that Rin said. I would love to uh, to really feel the, the best involvement of people from all around the world. Um, and as at the same time, I would also have bigger eye on the youngest. That's my, my, well, my, the thing that I have in mind. And we hope that we can do something in this sense at the Talk, uh, because the youngest, um, well, this is the, I don't know, um, this is a time in, we, in which the youngest want to be involved, want to raise their voices, want to know, want to go deep into things. And they are the future. <laughs> So basically, give them a hand to better understand things, to be more well prepared to the world that is outside would be really great. Of course, always in the sign of diversity and to equal representation. Sure. No, that makes sense. Um, And two really good answers, I might add. Um, Shifting focus just a little bit. Um, Over this journey, you know, you're getting ready to go into season three. I think... uh, you may have said when we were talking offline sometime in the summer, or maybe September. Um, what are some of the moments 
that stick out over this uh, journey that you've been on so far? And Giada, we'll stay with you and then go to Reem. Um, well, uh, at that point, as you said, we are a little bit off, but not off, <laughs> in the sense that we have a lot of commitments. Uh, summer is a terrific time of the year. But um, I can tell you that August, in our experience, has been always a magic month because in August, we started to create the Pro Bono Lectures program. In August, we expanded for the first time the team. Uh, so as well this year, August will be a good time to, to go on with our project. Uh, we want to go on with the things we already have to actually maybe um, go to something, to contents more richer, so richer. Uh, but we also wanted to add something new. Uh, we should, you know, sit uh, with our team on a virtual table and talk. Uh, that's uh, what we do <laughs> generally. Uh, we listen to each other and try to open our minds to give the best to our audience. Sure thing. How about you, Reem? What are some things that stick out in your mind uh, when you think about uh, from where you guys started to where you are now? Um, I think that the biggest moment and the greatest achievement is the launching of the Pro Bono Lectures program. This is the thing that I think Jada and I are the most proud of. At least I am the most proud of. We are. And we are. Yeah, <laughs> you agree with that me. That was a big accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, this is a big accomplishment that I cherish every moment of hard work and dedication to this project because uh, we are both students and our team members are students or your practitioners and we dedicate so much time to create good content and of course it's for free so to see that we are succeeding it and we are in a good path it's very reassuring and this is our remuneration, if you will. <laughs> sure. No, that, that that's a good uh, that's a good point. Um, maybe that's a, a good point to stick with, Reem. Um, what, what 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 comes next? I mean, you guys have the lecture program. You want to keep working on that. You'll still keep producing content. What what comes next for the art talk? What do your fans have forward to look forward? What do your fans have to look forward to? Um, we do have some new projects. Uh, it involves education. It involves uh, lawyers and practitioners teaching some, I would say, stuff for now because we want to keep the mystery until we Ooh. build this project up. But uh, our students will be very happy to learn what our next project is about but stay tuned on linkedin and we will disclose it uh in during season three <laughs> okay wow well that's a teaser for you ladies and gentlemen uh you now need to make sure you're especially tuning in <laughs> season three to make sure you know what the art talk ladies are are talking about no pun intended um and how about you giada what same same thoughts or anything you would add there um, I can tell you, Chris, that we took uh, this two months, I think, of, you know, just see the flow, to follow the flow. And I think we are ready to the next level. We have, we want to give something more to our audience. Uh, we want to, to build bridges in a concrete way. So we are ready to do that stuff. And you will see <laughs> in the next month, a lot of news, but I think we are ready. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I'm excited. I'm sitting here on cam on camera on my microphone, you know, waiting on pins and needles. I'm, I'm excited to hear what's coming next from y'all. Um, very cool. Very cool and very interesting. Um, let's say. Okay. So as we shift topics a little bit, and we're getting ready to go into the the, the, the last uh, comments here in a few minutes. But one thing I would want to ask is, well, you guys have done so much. Uh, of a good job talking about the art talk and all that you've accomplished and what you're working on. I want to know from a professional standpoint, what comes next for the two of you? What are you aiming to achieve? Uh, what's the next step look like? 
after school, I guess. I will take this one. Um, as for me, um, well, of course, I have another year left. <laughs> sure. uh, and I'm thinking about my master thesis because that will be the very first, you know, piece for the future <laughs> to understand what I want to be. Uh, of course, I will end law school and try the bar, the Italian bar. Sure. Um, in a way, I want as well to serve to serve my country. Um, mm. But as well, I'm trying to uh, find a way to go deep into international arbitration. Um, I really want to be a practitioner in that field. So my soul in this moment that I'm a student is between <laughs> um, helping my country to to grow up and uh, also be part of this amazing community and as a practitioner, so as um, a new figure, so not more as a student. Uh, so I'm really there to achieve all my goals uh, and to build myself 100% wherever my dreams will take me. <laughs> That's the point. Very well, very well. And how about you, Reem? Uh, I just graduated from a Master's of uh, International Business Law and uh, a diploma to be an in-house counsel. And now I'm an intern. Uh, you all know what this means because you've all been there. <laughs> and I will certainly take the bar and hopefully pass it, the Paris bar. And then I would like to dive in international arbitration either in a boutique of international arbitration or an institution or in a law firm okay very cool no i think that's a, that's a reasonable path and um and folks if you're listening especially if you're someone that is position to uh you know to, to hire folks look you know you got two ladies here y'all better try and reach out to them now before you miss out because they're gonna be a uh, hot commodities on the market um um, let's see. Thanks. Well, look, um, the final thing that I'll say in this segment before we sort of move on a bit is, um, and Reem will stay with you for, for, for just one moment longer. What, if not for international arbitration, what would you be doing instead? What would you be in, uh, working on, do you think? I think that I would be an in-house counsel in contracts. Well, look, I, I will yeah. tell you, as one that as a one in-house counsel that is involved with contracts. Uh, there is a world for us international arbitration practitioners in-house too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and Giada, how about you? Um, if not for international arbitration, what would you be doing with your time? I get it. Uh, my soul is divided. I think I would love to be an in-house counsel, but as well, uh, I met so many brilliant professors in my career here in Pavia. Some of them were judges. Uh, and it's something that really inspires me. Um, the concept of justice related to be a judge, so to help people to, you know. So I, I think uh, eventually uh, it could be an option to serve my country as a judge. Yeah. Sure. No, okay. Well, Judge Muley, uh, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um listen listen no i think that those are all fine answers and i think that all of that makes a lot of sense um we're going to shift topics just a little bit um step away from the arb talk and step away from arbitration more specifically um and this will go over to you first reem um what are you reading right now what's on your bookshelf oh um i'm reading classes of the university of sorbonne in paris so international business law of Université Paris 1, Panthéon-Sorbonne. <laughs> Very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, but I mean, I get it. Very practical question, right? Um, how about you, Giada? What are you reading right now? Um, when I have time to read, that's the main point. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, my bookshelf actually is pretty full of things because I don't have that time. Uh, but, you know, novels in general <laughs> from America, I started to read again The Catcher in the Rye. Um, and yeah, that kind of, or Italian novels, yeah. But 
for now is the Cacharia in Radia because it's uh, a book that I am really attached to. I love it. <laughs> a I, yeah, I read it like four times. Every time I have a, you know, a huge passage in my life, I go through this book. So <laughs> that's a huge passage in my life, and I'm going through it again. Very well. And well, look, Giada, we're staying right with you. Um, what kind of music are you into, or who are some of your favorite artists? Um, as for music, uh, I would say the pop is my is my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The on the international scene, so I'm a huge fan of Ed Sheeran, of course. <laughs> um, mm. But as well, also the Italian indie music. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. Uh, for for now, if I have to be honest, I'm listening a lot to the old Italian music. So basically, the music that my grandparents used to listen to, but the funny ones. So that kind of vibe, yeah. Um, but I uh, really love music. So actually, if it's music, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. And how about you, Reem? I love old music. I love my my favorite artist is the group ABBA, and oh, right okay. now I'm listening a lot to Elvis Presley because of the movie, which is which uh -huh. is now in theaters in France. And yeah, ABBA, Queen, Elvis Presley, this type of music. Wow, very cool. Well, look, um, Giada would actually, you know, we were talking Queen. Giada would actually be the one. It's perfectly placed because at the time of recording, uh, Queen is actually doing a show in Bologna, I think, next weekend. A friend of mine was telling me about that. Uh, ran completely random, right? Oh. Maybe Jada will go there. Uh, <laughs> I would love to, of course, but time is against me, as always. But yeah, I would love to. No, of course, of course. Uh, There's just a random thing I was thinking about. Um, okay. Um, you know, moving along just a little bit still, um, one of the things that we talked about a lot today was, um, you know, maintaining a mental health, physical balance. Um, uh, Reem, how, what are some of the activities or some of the things that you do to maintain your mental health? I think that I'm not a really good example, uh, but whenever I have some time, I go for quality time with my family and friends. I live in Marseille and we have beaches and I go there and I drink a cocktail, a pina colada, <laughs> and just enjoy the sun and the sea. Oh, well, that sounds great. Yeah. How about you? Uh, as for me, I had kind of issues. Well, I think about it a lot during the COVID pandemic, but the, the huge phase of the COVID pandemic. And when it started to be a little, you know, better, um, I tried to implement in my routine something that could help me to have a good mental health. So basically, I remember I remember my approach uh, just for studying, for example. So I take breaks. It was something that I wasn't used to, and now I can do it. Uh, or Mm, as for me, um, from May, I started to live in alone from, well, away from my family. I'm not living alone, but away from my family. So I started to create my own routine. So um, I know that after dinner, I have to do my skincare. Sometimes I have to go out with my friends uh, to go back to home during, you know, Saturday or Sundays to stay with my mom. I have to call my dad uh once uh once a time in, during the day um yeah this kind of things just to feel more present in my life because the covid pandemic really helps me to understand that sometimes i wasn't really there with my mind even in the happiest moment so what i'm trying now is to be there 100% alone mm. or um and look we've got just a couple of questions here before we wrap up um the, the next question I would have, and I, I think I'll keep this one with you as well, Giada. Let's say you were approached by um, a fellow student or someone that just discovered international arbitration yesterday, but they are certain that that's what they want to go into, that's what they want to break into. What advice would you give them for doing that? 
So, number one, take a big breath, realize it, and then do it. That's the, the main point, because uh, as for my experience, I remember that when I discovered international arbitration, well, any new days were, there was something new every day, that was the point. So, uh, at the very beginning, I was like, what is that? Um, so, the point is, go to into the international arbitration community and space, discover it a little bit, time by time, and find your place. But don't be scared in the sense that, in my opinion, there's a, a space for everybody. The point is not running to go there, <laughs> but to take your time to understand what you're doing, to understand how international arbitration works, because it's different. Um, and to really listen to your heart, really listen to your dream, what you really want to, and you will be there 100%. Okay, no, I think that's a good one. That's that. That's some great advice. And that's advice that we've heard um, from others um, guests on the show too, is that to not get so focused on the destination that you forget the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, Reem, same question. Uh, what, what advice would you be to this uh, sort of meandering person into international arbitration? Well, first of all, I would tell them to be kind to themselves. You know, usually we, in our podcast, we ask this question, did you choose international arbitration or did international arbitration choose you? And usually the practitioners of uh, older generations will always tell us that they got into this field without intending to be a practitioner into arbitration, arbitration, international arbitration. But now, our generation, it is very hard for us because this field is so competitive. And from the license degree, we need to focus on our career path and every choice seems to be crucial. So I would say to this student, be kind to yourself and just be confident. This will be my first advice. The second one would be to learn and to seize any opportunity to learn. And the third one will be to uh, try to, to have a tutor. There are so many nonprofits in this community that propose to students or young practitioners to have a tutor for free. And this could be a good way to have a mentor and to be supported. Absolutely, absolutely. Sound advice, solid advice from the art talk. Uh, okay, and well, look, um, I have a final question and then the last one is not like a real question. Um, Reem, we're going to stay with you on this one. Let's say it's 5 p.m. on a Friday, no classwork, nothing specific that you must do. What does your ideal look like? Ideal weekend look like? Uh, I will repeat myself: a pina colada and the sun and the sea and family and friends. Okay, okay. No, that's fair. Fair enough. <laughs> How about you, Ziada? Yeah, as well. I think I will enjoy. My friends and family, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of just a me time, I think it will be a shared time. Yeah. Um, okay, and look, final point, final question of the day. Uh, Gianna, this one stays with you. Any shout outs uh, that you want to give to the folks listening at home? Uh, a big shout out to all our teammates. First, this is the first one. Because without they work, <laughs> yeah, uh, just really nice. So uh, we love you guys so much, so much. And um, well, actually, I don't have a, a specific shout out. In in general, all the people that um, professional students, young practitioners are supporting us. You, Chris, thank you. Because um, at the end of the day, uh, we feel we are doing the right thing, and that's the most important thing for us to know that we are doing something great for people and to be there to talk with people as we're doing now with you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, that was a good shout out. So we'll tag 
um, some of the folks uh, in our in our LinkedIn post when the show goes live. Reem, same question for you. Any shout outs? Uh, same answer. Big shout out to our team members, uh, to the people who believed in us. Uh, the first one were Sejit Suleiman, Snihash, Tikar, Svenja Vartel, and all the practitioners who gave their shot to two young students <laughs> and to our audience that is listening to us and following us and supporting us. Thank you so much. Very well, very well. Well, look, um, Reem, Giada, thank you so much for stopping by the digital studio. Um, I, look, I'm glad that you guys can make time to fit our, fit our little small podcast in your busy schedules. <laughs> thank you, Chris. I am Rimela Oufi, and there is no dispute in it. You are listening to Tales of the Tribunal. I am Jana Boulet, and there is no dispute in it. You are listening to Tales of the Tribunals. Thank you both so much, and we will see y'all next time. What another fun episode of the show. Reem and Gianna are just so much fun and so inspiring to be around, and it's great to see all they've been able to accomplish. If you're not following them already, head over there and give them some support and show them some love as they get ready to come back for the next season of their show. In any case, that's it for this week. We have just one more episode that we'll be bringing to you before the summer break. And it's a really fun one, and we've been wanting to put it together for a long time. Hint, hint, it's the person behind my arbitration. That's, I guess, more of a spoiler than a hint, but if you know, hey, you know. Tales of the Tribunal is produced by Mo Better Solutions. Show music is done by Joshua and Jaden Campbell. That's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget, there's no disputing it. You're listening to Tales of the Tribunal. None of the views shared on today or any episode of Tales of the Tribunal is presented as legal advice nor advice of any kind. No compensation was provided to any person or party for their appearance on the show, nor do any of the statements made represent any particular organization, legal position, or viewpoint. All interviewees appear on an arm's length basis, and their appearances should not be construed as any bias or preferred affiliation with the host or host's employer. All rights reserved.